0: Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. And I'm Ian. And we've got a very, very exciting episode for you today. We've got uh, quite a few reviews. Yes. Quite a few reviews. Hasn't been much uh, news going on, but we'll do a couple of small little bits and pieces. Um, But, uh, we're going to be reviewing This Is The End. and uh, your Escape Plan. Escape Plan. Uh, you got a couple of uh, capsule reviews. Capsule
1: reviews of the Sapphires and a Blast from the past with Troll. And we'll finish off with the big release of last week, Gravity. Gravity, movie's doing summer business mm. in the fall. It's an awesome movie, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Jumping straight into the news, there's been relatively few trailers since the last podcast, but one of them popped up was the I Frankenstein trailer. I didn't see this. Yeah, you didn't miss much.
0: (laughs) Just watch Underworld. I mean when the moment Bill Nye we talked about this before. Everything about this movie is it's you know, it stinks of Underworld. The moment Bill Nye turns up
1: doing that thing he does where he talks very clipped.
0: Yes. Selene. Yes, that that's just the way he speaks. Yeah. Have you seen that other movie he's in uh, about time? The Richard Curtis movie. I've heard a lot
1: about it. It's supposed to be very good. It is supposed to be very very good. Like, uh, a lot of people come out of it and start calling their dads. Apparently,
0: yeah. A couple of uh, a couple of guys in the office were said uh, that they
1: cried while watching it. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard an interview with Richard Curtis where he was saying when he asked Bill Nye to do it, Bill says, "Okay, but can I not act? Can I just be myself?" Mm-hmm. And then they played a clip where he's explaining to his son, who's played by Brendan Gleeson's son, Donald Gleeson, I think it is. Donald. Yeah. Donald. <clears throat> Donald Donald. Donald. Donal? It's just Donald, like the O N A L. They just Th- put in the extra M as the H. Fucking Irish man, fucking Irish. Where he's explaining to him the fact that the men in their family, once they reach puberty, can time travel. Yeah. And for somebody who's supposedly playing himself, it's the most Bill Nye thing of all time. <laughs> like he's even more twitchy than when he was in Underworld and awkward. He's like the grown-up version of the Hugh Grant speech from Love Actually, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that's what Richard Curtis likes. He just hangs out with those lovies all the time. And yeah, it's like, you kind of get that impression. Well, son, there's. Um, something I um, need to tell you. I, I, I really want to see it, actually. Yeah, I've heard um, a lot heard, of good
0: things. Yeah, really good things about it. Even the uh, Empire review was very good. Yeah. Um, but, um I did not see the trailer for Frankenstein. Yeah, it's Iron Hackard
1: is getting some bad
0: advice. For some reason, I, just from day one, it just sounded like a bad idea. From the first image, that stupid fucking 3D poster they yeah. have... You know, already you're getting off on the wrong foot, that stupid shit.
1: And it just didn't look appealing to me. And they're, they're doing this thing where the I pres- I think they're vampires, but the vampires, when when they're getting around, yeah. they're full CG lion-like looking creatures. Yeah, yeah. Like, they couldn't even be bothered to animate the monster versions of the van- <laughs> vampires to look like the actors. Like, there's a lot of these monsters sweeping down, mm-hmm. their wings sweeping in front of them. Yeah. And as the wings sweep back, mm-hmm. it's, a di- it's a person standing there, and then the wings kind of fold around behind and disappear. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm having
0: trouble picturing it. So
1: full CG creature
0: mm-hmm.
1: jumps through the window. Yeah. Lands. Its wings are full spread. Yeah. It kind of bends its wings in front of its face in right. front of itself. And then after that it's, but it's the wings the are so big yep. they cover its body and they kind of peel back to flow behind it, mm-hmm. and as they peel back, there's he, like he's the actual dude. whatever Alana Miles or whatever the fucking right. girl is standing there, and the wings fall back to disappear completely into the back. Holy shit! And it's like, can't believe I didn't see this. It's like, why the fuck didn't you just put them walking into a room and then coming out the other side? Because that's, that's not
0: cool. You got to have them. You but gotta that's have they come, but, come but in as monsters. It, yeah, but having them do that, like flash. the monsters,
1: look nothing like anything like mm-hmm. you know what I mean they just look like, like all right here is generic 3d monster flying model mm-hmm. like the faces animation like there's one turns into a chick and it looks just like the one that turned into a dude earlier <laughs> so there's not that many it, it took me quite a while to figure out those were actual vampires right because they look like giant winged cat people Aaron Eckhart does have some cool giant blade things mm-hmm. you know like an axe but that's, yeah, that's no, all I saw the way around the poster that he's yeah. got some some stuff but, but uh, yeah it's so underworld it's ridiculous
0: yeah, uh, I mean that, but I think it's from the same writers, isn't it?
1: It's the producers as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. So, nah, won't be catching that. Nope. Sorry, Harvey. Uh, the other trailer that came out was a trailer we just saw, a trailer for *Monuments Men*. Yeah. The second trailer for *Monuments Men*. The first trailer, as you said, was very comedic. Yeah. Made it made it seem because I remember the first time that we talked about it, I uh, I was concerned because it it it, it remi- joking. It reminded me of uh, men who stare at goats. Oh, yeah. Um, And that was a a movie that had a really sort of cool comedic trailer, but wasn't able to sustain that kind of tone throughout the entire film, and I was concerned about this one. But this new trailer, as you say, is... This is the Oscar bait trailer. This is the Oscar bait trailer. And I'm I'm glad that there's an Oscar bait trailer, because I I much prefer this trailer. Really? Yeah. I mean, it looks like it's going to be pretty shamelessly manipulative. I mean... uh, I th- it's very difficult. Although, uh, although, Never, Clooney, although Clooney has shown restraint yeah. dealing with these kinds of things. If you look at, if you look at Ides of March*, and if you look at uh, *Good Night and Good Luck*, yeah. there's a lot of restraint in this filmmaking. I think the, probably the flashiest he's ever gone as a director
1: is actually his first
0: film, *Confessions of a, a Dangerous, dangerous Mind*. mind. Yeah. That one was pretty flashy. He was showing off quite a bit there's of that. Some one. cool bits in that movie. But uh, it, I need to see that again. I haven't seen that long.
1: I saw the cinema in Dublin. I need to see that again.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, really. Sam Rockwell's is awesome. Yeah, movie. Uh, but. Since then, Clooney's shown quite a bit of restraint as a director mm. with the stuff that he's done. Even Leatherheads was, uh, you know, which I wasn't crazy about, but still, it was there was a nice sort of old screwball comedy feel to it that uh, that was quite nice. And that was going to war. That was going to war, taking on the Nazis. It was only a matter of time before George, George Clooney, Clooney took, took on the Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> you know because okay. Tom, Tom Hanks has already done it so yeah. I was like fuck this Clooney's next it's Clooney's, next. It's Clooney's turn <laughs> to go out there yeah look good
1: I mean I I, I, hope it, I reckon I it's think gonna, gonna be one of those I think
0: Clooney's gonna run for president one day yeah I reckon he'd get it easily. I think he'd win yeah right now it's like although yeah things after are, th- everyone's things...
1: after everyone's seen Gravity fuck
0: yeah I would fuck him after that movie <laughs> Save that for the review. Save yeah. that for the review. But uh, no, this um, monuments man, for those of you who don't know, it's uh, based on a true story about a group of guys who were who were sort of charged with um, helping to con- protect save save uh, all of the great art pieces of the world from being destroyed by the Nazis.
1: Yeah, but they're essentially the OAP team. Yes, because they're not the freshest turkeys in the bunch.
0: Yeah, they're not. They're not necessarily soldiers per se. These are people who are experts in different fields, and uh, they're brought there to sort of. The main reason they're there is so they can properly identify and uh, what not to blow up. Yeah, uh, so
1: it looks it looks very cool. Mm. But
0: yeah, very, It looks like it looks pretty Oscar baitish.
1: Well, it's when it's when's it coming out? Oscar season? December. Ah, yeah, we so right in the thick of it. Did you see the trailer for uh, Chris Pine's continuing non-Star Trek career meltdown uh, Shadow Recruit? The Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit one? Yeah, yeah. I actually quite like the trailer. I'm interested to see where it's going, but it just seems... There's only so many fucking times it can be the first time that Jack Ryan gets into trouble and has to rise to the occasion. Right. Every movie is the first time.
0: No, that's not true. Uh, I mean okay the fr- I mean uh, Hunt for October was different and so really it's the first time since some some of all fears Th- okay. that that's really the only movie that pe- it, people really need to worry about is because that's probably the the one that's still freshest in, in people's minds. Some of all fears. So all- that was the last one
1: it was a while ago man I saw that fresh
0: you know Clear and Present Danger was even I don't even remember Clear and Present Danger all I remember is that Willem Dafoe's in it really you I, don't remember him going to, get to the president's office oh, yeah, don't yeah, you yeah. come in here and bark at me like yeah, you know, took your okay. dog okay.
1: now that you bring it up yeah. I remember that but that's I, actual I calling knife you know I, I, that I, movie's I, more fresh in my mind than Some of All Fears I don't think I even watched the full of the Some of All Fears I, some, I thought
0: Some of All Fears was a better film than Clear and Present Danger really yeah uh, I wasn't too crazy about *Clear and Present Danger*. I mean, to be honest with you, I wasn't crazy about Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan. I was, I was when, he, when he's running I was, away. I was, I was upset that Alec Baldwin didn't continue it because Alec the,
1: Baldwin was perfect. Which was the one? It was *Clear and Present Danger* when he's running away from the car when they're in a or something like that, and someone fires a rocket and he jumps into the doorway, and it's the worst old man sore back jump ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, he can't do action anymore. That's why that, that was the point. I was like, I don't want to see any more in the Edna Jones movies. Yeah, well... He was doing that weird gimpy well, leg his, limp and... His,
0: his fucking run in Crystal Skull was pretty atrocious. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things... Oh, God,
1: I... I wish I could unsee that movie. Somebody give the man some deep heat. <laughs> but, uh... No, it's just that it's, again, it's like, it's going back to the beginning, so he's still kind of supposedly not knowing what's really going on and he's an in Innocence Abroad and all this, but kind this of stuff. But this is
0: only going to bu- bug people... Like, who've seen know, the other ones. Who've seen the other ones. Yeah. And uh, I think enough time has kind of gone by. Maybe. You know, and... you Look... You, you you talk to like most young people I don't think they even know of the fucking uh, Some of All fears movie or, or a lot I mean
1: Patriot Games even
0: Patriot Games that was 1992 yeah some of our friends weren't even born <laughs>
1: <laughs> is Kevin Costner playing the James Earl Jones character or is it someone else
0: no it kind of looks like he's playing the James Earl Jones character.
1: yeah because I'm wondering whether they're going to play with that because there's a, there's a lot of seemingly crisscrossingness going on yeah
0: yeah uh, I mean and that's another thing it's nice to see uh, Kevin Costner in a film like this yeah I've, I've, I know, I mean, is I, it a I, sla- fell, I, I fell out of, you know, he fell after, out of,
1: after, f- after a man of steel, is he getting into a new Costner connaissance? I, you know, he,
0: it's, it, that's been happening for a while. Yeah. It, I think it kind of started with, um, you know, to the go- up, the upside of anger. <laughs>
1: okay. I haven't seen that one.
0: Uh, that was a, it was a Mike Binder movie. Uh, quite, quite low profile, but he was really, really good in it. Hmm. And, no, I think, you know, he was an arrogant son of a bitch for a while and he kind of fell off the radar, but yeah. ever since he sort of ate a bit of humble pie and came back, you kind of remember how, how much, how cool he actually was. Yeah. Like, what kind of, he had amazing charisma, amazing uh He was the Prince presence. of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 actually, you know what? I really like that movie. I know, me too. I think I saw it twice in the cinema when came I out. mean, American, I mean, when I saw it for the first time, it didn't even bug me, the American accent. It's only like later than... When you, people pointed it out? When people pointed it out, yeah. it's like, oh...
1: <laughs> I did like uh, Kenneth Branagh's uh, "You Think This Is Game?" Jack, his accent is yeah, pretty yeah. funny in this movie, <laughs> and Kira Knightley doesn't look horrible. She doesn't. I act- just I'm not. I'm more joking about the Chris Pine thing because like he hasn't made a lot of really good choices outside of the Star Trek stuff. Like we did that "This Is War" movie Then Tom, like, Tom Hardy. I and didn't made see it really that. I that, didn't was, see just, that. It was such a He
0: also did that movie "People Like Us," which I haven't seen, mm-hmm. uh, but I've heard that's all right. Okay. But I don't mind Chris Pine. I think no. he's. I think he's a good actor. I liked him in uh, "Unstoppable." Tony Scott. Oh, right, Tony I haven't, seen, I still haven't seen that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I mean, he's you know he's a pretty boy, but he can act, mm. and uh, he plays sort of like intense, intense, freaked out pretty well. Uh, so, I actually quite like this trailer.
1: When he's got numpung.
0: That's right. <laughs> but I actually really liked the um, okay the the Jack Ryan trailer. It wasn't what I was expecting at all. Mm. And um, it's like I, James
1: Bond Junior or something.
0: A little bit. A little bit with, with a hint of bo- with a hint of Bourne. Yeah. But uh, you know, but even James Bond is is like a Bourne movie these days. Yeah. Uh, but what I liked about it is that it didn't really give anything away. Yeah, it was there, nicely there, there was, Quick cuts, and everything there was no like that. there was no sort of like, like like that that like that thing where he's looking at the screen and he goes like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "Don't show the fucking screen, please yes. don't show the
1: fucking screen," and they didn't. That's right
0: so near it's, the end, isn't it? Yeah,
1: right, right near the end. Yeah. And and, and, and he's talking about some shit. he's talking about some vague threat, and some it's like ca- maybe the people closest to you are your enemies, or maybe they're not. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're not quite they're you know? playing their cards pretty close to their chest and thank god yeah because I just so love the hope- t-shirt <laughs> 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 he's got Waldorf and Statler on his t-shirt um, yeah I mean yeah looks good. okay yeah any other trailers you see yeah there was a second trailer for The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which looks
0: I didn't, really see, I didn't, I didn't see the do
1: you know film. I forgot to look this up do you know apparently, the cinematographer or the DOP is on this no because I mean, the first one had that what was it, of Monsters of Men or something? Song on the track, you know, or mm-hmm. Mumford and Sons or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, this is going to look cool. Like the first one had a kind of a it's not stark, but you know, you know what I mean. It's kind of like very lots of contrasts, mm-hmm, like between mm-hmm. blues and greens. And I really like the first trailer. Yeah, cool. and the this second trailer, trailer cool. adds a bit more plot. Mm-hmm. Like it's the last issue of Life Magazine. Although it's actually uh, really split, divided people. Like critics
0: are very divided. It uh, it it premiered at the New York Film Festival mm-hmm. and. Uh, Critics were pretty divided about it. Okay, uh, they either really liked it or they didn't like it at all. They thought it, like they they either, they it, they come they come away saying this is really deep mm-hmm. or this is really shallow. Okay, uh, but uh, audiences seem to like it. There okay. was this uh, article in the Hollywood Reporter that talked about that about how critics were pretty much split down the middle, but the the regular festival audience members they seem to really enjoy
1: it because mm, they put a bit more meat in the bones now, where it's basically he works for life. The last issue is coming up, Mm -hmm. and he used to work with Sean Penn, Mm -hmm, and Sean Penn's a famous photographer who's sending in his last roll of film for the last issue of Life, Mm -hmm. and something's missing, right? and that spurs him then to go off on a life-changing adventure. The uh, cinematographer was Stuart Dryberg. Okay, it doesn't ring any bells. doesn't ring any bells. So but it does know. look just like a lot of very nice composition and beautiful colors and things like that. And like it just it, does, it comes off as stark or something like that. I don't know what it is, but it just looks really, really nice. Oh, he was... <laughs> you, you might have seen Stuart Strybuck. He's the uh, director
0: of photography on Cyber, that movie you, that oh. you were in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was probably standing beside him. What's, is there a photo? <laughs> he,
0: he's also the uh, director of photography for Boardwalk Empire, uh, The Tempest, Amelia, Nims Island... Uh, no reservations. I don't know how she does it. Texas killing. Is the there fields. a photo of him? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, no, maybe. I don't reckon. Maybe. Yeah.
0: It was an old guy with a, a red camera on
1: his shoulder. Could have been him. Right, 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 right.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, we ever mentioned it, but uh, Ian is actually
1: an extra in the upcoming Michael Mann movie, yeah, Cyber. Cyber, Chris Hemsworth, and, and so on and so forth. So I spent, <laughs> I spent a good, what, 12 hours sitting around Did you enjoy nothing? your debut in the globe-trotting thriller? From- well, not at first, because I could tell straight off the bat that I was out of shot. And not only that, I was way in the background out of shot. I wasn't even in the foreground out of shot. Like It's not even like if they accidentally moved over, they could see me. But then... They decided to get all of us to make it look more busy and have us running around directly in front of the camera. Does
0: that kind of like kill the enthusiasm when you know you're
1: kind of out of shot? I think it might have been the six hours sitting around doing nothing. Welcome to filmmaking, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but as well as that, not even knowing what was going on at all. Like, there there's 200 people. You probably on. weren't the only one. Yeah. They were just organizing on the fly, I guess, but... It was fun. It was interesting to see. You met a lot of interesting people. There's a lot of like, they were looking for like businessy looking people. So there's a lot of white guys there from here. a surprising number of white guys they were able to pull together considering it's Malaysia.
0: There's quite a lot of white guys here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They all crawl out of the woodwork when yeah. there's extras work. You know, Some of them are guys used to work in offices who are like, i come and do this for a day or two, clears the head, and then I go back to work and I uh, jump like, back into it. It's like when you go and see the, the Kings and Queens of Comedy and it's like, as, as you're driving in, it's like,
0: holy shit, all the white boys and their Chinese girlfriends are out in full force. <laughs> 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 It's so fucked up. (laughs) But it was an interesting
1: experience. I was standing right beside Michael Mann, so that was cool. Um, This was a total background background scene. Like it's supposed to be uh, explanatory scene of the stock exchanges going crazy. So there was no main actors. They'd already all left the country. So Chris Hemsworth was gone. Viola Davis was gone. Right, right, right. It was interesting. Anyway, as I said, like a lot of times, just sitting there chatting to people. Some of them are like some old retired guys who just do this for fun, keeping busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of guys who do mentoring in schools, who are all the schools are on holiday at the on the exams at the time. So they come down to KL from the arsehole of nowhere out in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. teaching, uh, helping out schools and just hang out with a few beers and do some movies. Cool. So it was fun. There was the other trailer. The other trailer was the uh, Hobbit 2, the Desolation of Smog. was the second trailer for that. You saw that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And that's the one with that. It had premiered. Uh, Benedict coming voice voice what did you think of that? I was a bit it was a bit cheesy when he, when Bilbo says I found something in the goblins tombs mm-hmm. and he pockets the ring and he yeah. says uh my courage <laughs> 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 That was a very kind of cheesy trailer moment. Yeah, it was. It was. Um but then they had the the the, the they must have a, it must be a contractual that um Ian McKellen has to have a a line in every single Hobbit or Lord of the Rings related trailer where he says something ominous. Yeah, like you'll need
0: it. Well, he has to. He's fucking Gandalf. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm I've been excited for this movie um, since the last one. Yeah. So, what the you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be pretty happy with pretty much any Hobbit trailer, and I was very happy with this one. Uh, there were some people who were you know, there's always some fucking people out there that got something to say, and they yeah. were they didn't like Benedict Cumberbatch's voice because it sounded like it had been treated. It has been treated. It has been treated. He's a dragon. He's a fucking dragon. Yeah. You know, but but I I kind of get what they're saying. They would prefer if it was the actual voice, rather if it wasn't treated.
1: Maybe, but they gotta do something to make it sound. like No, but like these people—they fuck
0: it. with their own heads, where they're just like, "Oh, they treated his voice. Oh, God, they treated his voice." I mean, why
1: would you? Let give
0: it some time out. It's such a small little thing yeah. that you wreck your brain over. Why would?
1: You, why do you continue to just fuck your sense of enjoyment? Because like nothing will ever match the movie in their heads, where it's all singing, all dancing, rainbows, and fucking unicorns for everybody. What are you gonna do, man? All right. A little bit more news just to finish off um we've been talking about snow piercer for a while Sounds very interesting and weird mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh bong joon-ho came out the director of the house came out recently to say um that it looks like there's no real way they're going to be the 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 talk about the cut right now but it's clear the only director's cut you'll be able to see was the cut that they showed in movie festivals at the busan film festival right it's like they're not. We're not even going to be able to see the director's cut from the Weinsteins at all because they made a dumb cut and he hates it. Right. So he hasn't even said the differences, but he just apparently he's been piss- he's pissed off and there's up to twenty minutes are going to be cut. Jesus. Yeah. So <laughs> sources cl- close to the director say privately he's furious. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. hopefully I don't know maybe you should use the Terry Gilliam route and just go ape shit on them until they actually release his movie. But uh, will we get to see his version when it comes out on Blu-ray? No idea. That's he. He doesn't know. It's like the for English, all English speaking territories, the Weinstein's all have the cut. So the only, so so the, hopefully they should put it on. I so mean, the only way we can see his cut is what if we buy it from Korea? Yeah, or if we go we go to Korea and watch it there at a film festival.
0: Or we can buy the Korean DVD. Yeah. Will the Korean DVD have English subtitles? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Fuck,
1: <laughs> fucking Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. What's up with you? That this is some like nineteen nineties shit. Like this is like you know getting Neil Gaiman to write the script from Princess Mononoke in English. You know what I mean? It's kind of that that was needed back then, but not now. Yeah. Let him have his vision.
0: One 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 bit of news I have is that uh, I'm a big Michael Bay fan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even I even like his crap, you know. (laughs) But uh, he's he's making a World War Two. He's making World War II movies, teaming up with Paramount. Uh, He's definitely coming on to produce. Uh He may direct. It's not sure. But uh, I'm in because this is based on a book, a nonfiction book by Neil Bascom, And uh, the title of this book is Sabotage, a Genius Scientist, His Band of Young Commandos, and the Mission to Kill Hitler's Superbomb. (laughs) <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound like an awesome Michael Bay It's going to World open War with II. the
1: Beastie Boys, isn't it? I don't know Playing Sabotage
0: I mean, apparently the uh, the movie version will They'll just use the word Sabotage yeah. I don't think they're going to have that entire title But it's about these guys who go and stop the Nazis From disco- b- building a nuclear bomb Cool uh, It just sounds ludicrous
1: Yeah, and Michael But ba- I mean, do you think he'll even try to be true to the period? I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Has he ever done Well, I suppose he did he
0: did. Um, well, he did Pearl, Pearl Harbor. Harbor. Yeah, which, if you take away the dialogue, is a pretty good
1: movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you watch a lot of the sound off, don't you? You watch I'll, a lot of Michael Bay movies with the sound off. I
0: watch. I, I watch a lot of Michael Bay co- uh, commentaries. Ah, uh, because Michael Bay's commentaries are very entertaining, mm. and he just man, he always casts actors who are very entertaining, um, and even. Even the writers like uh, Roberto Orci and Alex Kurtzman when they were doing the the writers commentary for Transformers Two, mm. they're they're pretty funny as well when they're just describing their dealings with Michael Bay. Oh really? You know, it's like th- that that scene where the kitchen bots. Yeah. The writers are there going, okay, this is the scene we didn't really we weren't fans of this scene being in the movie. <laughs> uh, you know. We're disowning this now. Uh, but this was um, did I ever tell you about this? Where Michael Bay says like when when they told Michael Bay that they d- they didn't think the kitchen bot scenes was necessary and he's like. Look boys, you never take your finger off the kitty fun button. Oh yes, yeah. you told me this. And, they, <laughs> and and they were like just sort of like cracking up, remembering that. And then they said, But you know what? You if, never take your every finger. test every test screening, kids lost their mind when these kitchen bots <laughs> came in.
1: <laughs> the kitty fun button is a no, thing. M-
0: Michael Bay's gift as a director is also his biggest weakness is yeah. the sense that he has the sensibility of a thirteen year old.
1: Yeah. And the sense of humor,
0: yeah, and that's his—it's his greatest asset and his greatest weakness. Fighting robots, in one. That's why he needs to make movies like *Pain and Gain*.
1: Yeah, he needs to have somebody reining him in a little bit. Pain
0: and, movies like *Pain and Gain* and *Bad Boys*, where you can use the bad taste to good effect. Yeah, there, it has no—you know—in the Transformers movie, it totally—it doesn't quite work. No, it's, it's like in the first Transformers where he had. Anthony Anderson's like the Lamar, whatever his name is, run through the glass door when the cops came in. Yeah, just tackle <laughs> him. And then in the in the commentary, Michael Bay is like, "All right, why did this guy run through the the, the screen door? I don't know. It's funny." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Every 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 country I've seen this movie in, people when laugh he, at when that he point. runs through the screen door, people laugh their asses <laughs> off. So you know, there's something to be said about it. Uh. And this this sounds. Right up his alley, just in terms of craziness. Yeah. Any news on casting or anything? Uh, no, no. This I mean, is this part. is like, it's just it was just announced yesterday, I think.
1: Keeping it in World War Two. did you see, this kind of snuck up on me a bit, uh, this tank thriller called Fury. Yeah, this is the one directed by David Ayer. David Ayer, Ayer yeah. Uh, the one with Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. Logan Alamoof, Logan Lerman. Logan Lerman driving tank. so there was a picture that came up I think and on the I think, um, there was a publicity picture that was chilling on a tank which looks like Inglourious Bastards 2 yeah.
0: and John Bern, Bernthal Bernthal the guy, uh, the dude from um, Walking Dead
1: oh
0: uh, Rick Grimes' his friend the guy who dies Rick, Shane Shane yeah. Oh, okay
1: he's in Grudge Match as well yes, as Rocky's is, son
0: is. Is, is his name John Bernthal
1: I don't know is it
0: Bernthal or
1: Bernthal or something Let's skip through the credits on The Walking <laughs> Dead too creepy (laughs) the credits are too creepy but I did see some set photos as well of them shooting in England this Tank movie Fury so it seems like this year and next year is the year of uh, World War 2 movies I guess
0: yeah it'd be nice to have a
1: good old fashioned Tank movie yeah
0: they did release a still uh, oh and
1: Jason Isaacs has joined it which is always cool That's right. that's right hello to Jason Isaacs
0: yeah, it's supposed to be, it was described like as a gritty war movie, but then they released the still of all the actors
1: just chilling on the tank. Just
0: chilling on the tank and they all look like fucking schmucks. Yeah.
1: You know, it looks like a... Because there's a background in it. It's like, I'm looking at it here. It's, it it it's, looks it's, like a,
0: like like a weird fucked up Tommy Hilfiger com- commercial. Yes.
1: <laughs> Maybe Diesel. Diesel? <laughs> Remember Diesel used to do those weird ads with like the scouts making out? It's vision tankware. Yeah. Vision <laughs> tankware. <laughs> 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 Uh, Slightly worrying news Yes For Anchorman 2 Ron Burgundy's shilling four Durangos.
0: Yes, I saw these ads. They're
1: terrible. They're terrible. They're really bad. They're ter- No, I, I I laughed at one. Was it the chewing gum? Yes, the chewing gum. <laughs> There's one where he's talking about, everyone else can talk to you about the engine on this Durango, yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah. the only one with the balls to talk about the glove compartment. You can fit, what was it, two Subway sandwiches. Uh, like 12 rulers. 12 rulers. <laughs> or 70 pieces of chewing gum yeah, in here. Look, look. I'm not lying, look. He starts throwing them out the car. <laughs> yeah. And there's two about the glove compartment. Yeah, there are two. The other one has him walk up to the curtains and try to get out, and yeah. he can't find it, and, and it just goes it, on. For it just goes long. on for too long.
0: No, yeah. no I, I thought the ads were pretty painful. Yeah, pretty painful. So um, that does
1: not bode well for the movie. It might be Ron Burgundy might have had his time in the sun.
0: No, I mean I'm still looking forward to it. Come on, it's yeah, yeah. it's increment.
1: Yeah, I know, but it's been a while.
0: It has been a while. Catching but the lightning in a bottle
1: this far late. Yeah, uh, I'm choosing. I'm choosing to be excited for it. Are you excited about Antonio Banderas in live action in SpongeBob SquarePants 2? I I was not aware of this. This popped up online. There's photos of him on a ship dressed as a pirate, uh, wearing, like, you know, big crazy... He doesn't quite look like the pirate from the beginning of uh, SpongeBob. Are you ready, kids? You know, that guy. Uh Uh-huh. But it's just him grimacing and running around dressed like a pirate in this boat. So, apparently, he's the David Hasselhoff for this one. But, again, when did the SpongeBob SquarePants movie come out? That was quite a long time ago. yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah. people, your kids used to watch
0: that. Is SpongeBob still, still a thing? I don't know. Because every time when I watch it now, I have no idea if I'm watching a rerun or not.
1: Yeah. Because it's, the, it's the most...
0: been on that long.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if it's still and going. They're and
0: they're all that much the same.
1: Yeah. Except the one where I mean the classic one where he goes to hang out with Sandy in her airproof dome mm-hmm. and he's trying not to need water mm-hmm. and he's just drying out. It's one of the most horrifying things you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's no. like eyes are like dry in their sockets and stuff. And then at the end, they're actually it's actually like a, like a real sponge. Isn't no, it? that's in the movie. In the movie, that happens. They get caught and they get pinned to a board and dried out. and yeah. It's like a real sponge in a real dead starfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that 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 fucking freaked me <laughs> that out. Was very bizarre. <laughs> I was really fucked up. And uh, no, it was not the right thing to watch.
1: No, although you must have laughed when. Um, David Hasselhoff. When they have the like the train sequence fight on David Hasselhoff's back as he's swimming without using his hands, yeah, yeah, he's just yeah. like a speedboat, <laughs> and they're jumping from his well-toned calf to well-toned calf. Was it was a fun movie, but yeah, it was a long time ago. So I don't understand how they're still going and why they're still going.
0: Did Did you hear that nine uh,
1: seasons? Jesus.
0: Well, again, well the Sim- The Simpsons well, are on twenty six. They, right? they just renewed the Simpsons for like what the fiftieth season yeah, or something,
1: which is insane. Yeah, SpongeBob. Eh?
0: Did you hear that Peter Dinklage has uh, finally been co- been been cast as a, a leprechaun? No. Well, not not a real not a real leprechaun, but it's a he's uh, been cast in this R-rated comedy mm-hmm. um, that's described to be in the vein of Bad Santa, and it's about a little person, Peter Dinklage, mm-hmm. who um, goes around telling people he's a real leprechaun.
1: Okay. 2004 was the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, so yeah, that's right, for right. Almost 10 years. So that
0: and uh, right now, all, they're just saying they're looking for a director. Mm. But it was only a matter of time before fucking Peter Dinklage is like, you know what? Yeah.
1: I still need to watch the uh, Station college. Agent. Everyone watched that. You seen the Station Agent? I have, I have, but I really don't remember it. No. I watched
0: it. I watched Sounds it very good. I watched though, it, though, I huh? it in college.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's an, an old. Like, movie. It's an old movie. <laughs> but it's where he like first came to uh, prominence, really. Yeah, as
0: far as I'm concerned, if he first came to prominence for me in uh, Death at a Funeral. Yeah. I mean, like, like, and and even though, even though thinking about it now, I know that I I saw him in uh, Living in Oblivion. He was the fucking dwarf in Living in Oblivion. The pissed off dwarf. The pissed off
1: dwarf. The one about the was it the Have you frame? ever seen
0: a fucking dwarf in a dream? Yeah. <laughs> I don't dream of dwarves. <laughs> that movie's awesome yeah it's pretty good that's one of my all time favorite on screen meltdowns yeah when Steve Buscemi starts freaking out at everyone on the set
1: I haven't seen it so long I think I saw it in Skinamax in the US
0: hey sound guy you want some Thai stick I got some in the back you want to smoke it now (laughs) Ah! Ah! (laughs) (laughs) and his his cat like Delma Moroni was the cinematographer and he had a fucking eye patch oh
1: right yeah (laughs) Fuck. Uh, I was quickly, before, we, before last bit of news. Then uh, Quentin Tarantino has released his movies of the year so far. Yes, it's an yes. odd list. Have you It's seen a those? very odd list. Yeah, there's Afternoon Delight, which I haven't heard about. Afternoon Delight is a Juno Temple movie. Okay. And Catherine Hahn.
0: supposed to be quite good. And um, the dude from the dude from How I Met Your
1: Mother. Oh, okay. The the lead. Okay. Ted I, is his name. Ted. Ted. Yeah. His name yeah. Is Ted. Yeah. I can't remember his real name. Yeah. Yeah. Ted's in it. He was in a movie about some college. <laughs> Thing, liberal arts about like that I got halfway he through that. Yeah, he directed that yeah he directed that it was okay he, he's I was halfway through I didn't finish it unfortunately. he's supposed
0: to be a pretty decent director mm-hmm. he
1: um There's some nice touches yeah. in it but it is very it's like one of those stand-ups who leaves a long time between mm-hmm. jokes mm-hmm. you either get into it or as the Jamie Dodger did you fall asleep
0: he kind of strikes me a little bit he, he, he reminds me of Zach Braff <laughs> yes in some very weird much so got, got his directing like area this... style is almost
1: identical <laughs> <laughs> you're just waiting for the shins to kick in yeah <laughs> So yeah, Afternoon Delight uh, before Midnight, which I have seen, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Jasmine, which is the Woody Allen movie, which is getting all sorts of. This is the thing. All, a lot of these things are getting pl- pl- uh, plaudits now, but that's before Gravity came out. Captain Phillips is getting very good buzz. Very good buzz. Yeah. Monuments Men is now. I mean, it's, and, and Blue Blue Jasmine. Some people have said like this is you know best actress stuff for Pape um, Blanchett. I think. Is yeah. Blanchett?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I think I think Blue Jasmine is more for acting. Yeah. I don't think they're it'll get. Well, it it might get Best Picture because now there's 10. Mm. You can fit 10 in there, so it's a lot easier. But uh, if Woody Allen gets any notice, it'll probably be more for the script than than his director. Mm. Um, Before before Midnight, there's the possibility of a screenplay, Uh, but I don't think it'll go beyond that. You still haven't seen that, right? No. When you see that we'll do it all we'll do a quick one of them all yeah. because But I think but I think because before before Sunset was nominated for best screenplay. Was best, it? Best, best original screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would imagine that for Before Midnight the only
1: Oscar chances they have if any kind of nomination is is probably for that. Mm. Uh next on the list was The Conjuring by James Wan, then Drinking Buddies by Joe Swanberg That's I live you all and somebody else, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Yet. Haven't, I haven't seen heard that. about that. Francis Ha, No Bound Back, which I've heard a lot about. Mm-hmm, Gravity. Works. So he did list Gravity, Kick Ass Two. Yeah, that that was
0: kind of weird because um, um, I've heard very little, very little good things about that. Very yeah, few things. Even weirder, The Lone Ranger. Yeah. No, he but he he explained this. <laughs>
1: did he? He did explain. I didn't hear it. him say the explaining thing. It went up on his website, the Tarantino archives something like that.
0: There was uh, no. I remember reading it somewhere where that he was uh, ex- he tried he he was explaining why because a lot of people. Sort of had a bit of a raised eyebrow on that one. But, well, I mean, I still haven't seen The Lone Ranger, so it's a little difficult to comment. And um, what else?
1: And the last one was This is the End. Yes, which which we shall be reviewing very soon. So if you want to get in touch with us, disagree with anything we say, or put forward a point of view, or... Tell us where you hit the bodies. Uh, our email address is podcast at That's podcast at mcjappinfries.com. Okay, wait, I found it. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, so he's like, the first 45 minutes are excellent. The next 45 minutes are a little Supperic. It was a bad idea to split the bad guys in two groups. It takes hours to explain and nobody cares. Then comes the train scene. Incredible. When I saw it, I kept thinking, what, that's the film that everyone says is crap? Seriously? Huh. Yeah, I liked, uh, I liked Tonto's backstory, the idea that his tribe got slaughtered because of him, that's a real comic book thing. But the slaughter of the tribe by gunfire from the Calvary, it left a bitter taste in my mouth. The Indians have really been victims of genocide. So slaughtering them again in an entertaining movie, Buster Keaton style, that ruined the fun bit for me. Hmm. I simply found it ugly. <laughs> and then uh, and then, just to add on he had something to say about Ben Affleck he was asked about Ben Affleck being cast as Batman oh yeah and then he said I have to admit that I really don't have an opinion why because Batman is not a very interesting character for any, for any actor there is simply not much to play I think Michael Keaton did it best and I wish good luck to Ben Affleck but you know who would have made a great Batman Alec Baldwin in the 80s yeah yep. you said that before haven't you yep I think even Alec Baldwin knew that which is why he did the shadow yeah <laughs> Not quite the same thing. But yeah, no. that's a sort of uh, rough explanation. Not oh, not quite an explanation, but at least he, he, at least he kind of it, yeah. roughly explained I'm it.
1: I'm still interested to see that. I'm wondering if it's a serious John Carter, because no, I, I have, really enjoy I John heard, Carter.
0: I have heard, though, that the, uh, like a couple of people at work have said
1: that they didn't like the
0: movie, but the train sequence was amazing. Okay,
1: cool. Keep an eye out for it. Yep. So, our first email comes in from Hitchhiker2020 who says, Hi guys, this question is from the movie The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. If you were in Arthur Dent's shoes, would you go into the unknown, or would you su- stay on Earth and suffer the fate of humanity? So, for those who haven't seen the movie, or read the book, or listened to the radio show, or played the game, or done whatever else formats The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy have been put into in these times, um, Earth gets demolished to make way for a hyperspace bypass. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> <laughs> and Arthur dead hitchhikes off the planet with his friend, Four Prefect, who's an alien who's been living here, who originally thought that cars were the dominant life on planet Earth, and met Arthur when he tried to save him when he was trying to shake hands with a mini metro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing book <laughs> it is it's it's, it's so often if you haven't read it you really should it's very very funny it's or, like or if you
0: don't if you, if you don't feel like reading it check out the movie as well the movie's pretty good it's pretty good yeah i mean it wasn't it's not a i mean it's not the perfect adaptation no. but you could do a lot worse yeah it's not an easy it's not an easy book to adapt and it's got a pre-hobbit martin freeman yeah
1: but uh yeah because the thing is and
0: alan rickman is amazing
1: as the married as, from the paranoid android <laughs>
0: But the thing we with the the, the, the thing I should not enjoy it. Yeah. I won't enjoy
1: it. <laughs> um The thing with the book and the movie and everything is is that Arthur Dent goes on the adventure of a lifetime but all he wants to do is have a cup of fucking tea and sit down and not be bothered by any of this bullshit whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So he's just miserable the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While looking at the wonders of the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I reckon I'd, I'd pop off as well. I don't think I'd like to sit here and get demolished. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely get on
0: the fucking <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> I mean, knowing what we know now, absolutely. If you didn't know... What? But then again... If you didn't know what? If you didn't know that Earth was going to be annihilated. Yeah. Then, then, I. but then again it's like taking a look around if you see all the spaceships everywhere you sort of get an idea that you're fucked yeah you probably get on the ship
1: you'd stick your thumb out
0: yeah absolutely
1: make sure you know where your towel is who doesn't want to go to space yeah well <laughs> after watching me directly gravity. after gravity I was <laughs> <laughs> like fuck space <laughs> fuck space in the ass never going
0: there that's what the title of the podcast should be yeah. fuck space in the
1: ass <laughs> fuck space in the ass
0: so yes, that's that's our answer.
1: Yeah. Question number two. <coughs> the Name comes in from Cheezer. What's up, Cheezer? Cheezer says, "Hello, Gavin and Ian. This guy has covered a lot of ground and made some good films over the years. Of course, there've been a few misses along the way as well. But what is your favorite best Terry Gilliam movie? Thanks, and have a good one. This is tricky. It is tricky. There's 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 a lot of good ones.
0: Okay. Uh, should I? I we we cannot. The Monty Python movies are their own thing. Yeah." Yeah. So we cannot. Although bring we. Well, he right? You, you can say, yeah. like, favorite Monty Python and then favorite normal movie. Yeah, but even about normal you, is yeah. subjective.
1: <laughs> like, the favorite Monty Python, I think it's still. It's, it's Life of Brian. Yeah.
0: It's, fu- you know. Followed closely, I I, I follow
1: closely by the Holy Grail. Because the Holy Grail yeah, is like. Holy Grail's fu- uh, yeah. Shall we go to Camelot? <laughs> Nay, tis a silly place. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, it's. I know that that's sort of like the cop out answer,
1: but it actually is. It's it's a fucking amazing. And movie. that's one of Gilliam's best roles when he's you know yeah. he's that guy who's like we got more of it out the back, and then they walk off. He's like, so yeah, what's the what's the game? <laughs> <laughs> Crucifixion? Yeah. Uh, no, freedom.
0: <laughs> that thing where you got you got Jesus. He's on, <laughs> and then everyone's like,
1: what? We can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> not the beginning. The talk at the beginning is like. <laughs> Don't you say I have a big nose? We're all you're don't,
0: Roman. Don't call me big nose, big. Who are you calling big nose, big nose? Call me big nose one more time. I'll take you to the fucking cleanest. Yeah, take you <laughs> to the
1: fucking cleanest <laughs> There's a lot of really enthusiastic swearing in that movie.
0: Just fuck off! <laughs>
1: How shall we fuck off? Yeah. <laughs> it is his gourd. Follow the gourd. No, follow the slipper. <laughs> Uh, uh it's a great movie. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean did he did did he himself and Terry Jones directed that one, right? Yeah yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um he directed Jabberwock, but I haven't seen that all the way through. Jabberwocky. Mm. That's he directed that one. They're just yeah. that's his movie. They're just in it. Did he direct Time Bandits? Yes. Right. And that's I think Time Bandits is the one that I would have to say just all round is the one that I would go with as my best Terry Gilliam movie. It's right. very it's yeah, very it's... hard to choose between that uh 12, 13 monkeys how many monkeys 12, were there 12 monkeys 12 monkeys. Yeah. I mean you get that 12 monkeys uh, the Fisher King fucking Fear and Loathing Las Vegas is up there yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, that's the tricky yeah. one to choose from yeah but just because they're you know they steal a map of the universe from all the holes in creation because there's a lot of plot holes out there yeah and fucking <laughs> they use it to nick shiny stuff
0: yeah uh. Uh,
1: I would, just the fact that would, in the I, script it says Agamemnon, bracket someone like Sean Connery, and someone went and talked to Sean Connery <laughs> and got him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I would
0: probably go with Fisher King. You like Fisher King, really? No, I love Fisher King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, I I mean, I just love the balance between comedy and tragedy in mm. that in that one. Because the Grand Central Station dancing it's, it's, scene... Yeah, it's so gut-wrenching. Some parts of it are so hard to watch. Mm. And it and it actually... And it has an all-out happy ending, mm. which you don't see coming. No. you yeah, <laughs> Especially if you've just the, seen the, Brazil. If you watch the movie, you're just thinking, this is just going to be a horrible, horrible ending. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that it actually has such a happy ending is just... It's very it's very rewarding. Yeah. It, it deserves it. Because by then, both of them have just gone through... every, All of them. Every, yeah. every, every character has just been...
1: Fucked over so many times. Don't the parents die at the end of Time Bandits? Like everything, he's mm. everything's back to normal, but there's one piece of evil in the microwave. Because it's got David Warner in it. That's another plus in the yeah. in the column of uh, Time Bandits. Um, and then it blows up, and then Sean Connery's the fireman, <laughs> and just gives him a, a wink. Like it's just so bizarre and surreal. I think I, I think I the, ladder, to, the I latter the latter half to... of Fear and Loathing lets it down a bit. Yeah, because the first half is so amazing.
0: Well, also, I think that the the, the first half is uh, the the half that's actually most uh, faithful. Yeah, uh, it's when Terry Gilliam starts to do his own thing. But the book, the same thing with the book. The also. book does Peter off. The a book lot. does sort of Peter off, and Terry Gilliam tries to do his own thing with it, and it doesn't quite have the same, doesn't have the same kind of momentum. No, that the uh, that the first half of Fear and Loathing did. But there's, there's this this has been Fisher King that like uh, always sort of cracks me up. I, I mean, I I think about this scene sometimes, and I'll crack up on my own. Uh, where Jeff Bridges brings Robin Williams back to uh, his house and, he's, and R- Robin Williams is talking to Mercedes Rule mm-hmm. and uh, Mercedes Rule has cooked food for him and so he's eat- Robin Williams is eating and he's like, oh, I'm surprised that no one's like, you know, swept you off your feet and Mercedes Rule looks at Jeff Bridges and goes, oh, you're surprised and, uh, and then, then there's this moment of silence and then Robin Williams like, sort of picks up and he goes, oh, no, no no, this is outrageous!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just
0: scares the shit. <laughs> and, and he climbs up on the table. It's like, right? That's it. Let's do it right here on the table. Let's go to that place of splendor in the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Starts to take his pants off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my penis! <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> it's a great movie. It is a great movie.
0: And uh, Amanda Plummer. He didn't. There was that like that. That point in sort of like in the early to mid-90s where she was playing all these psycho bitches and then, mm. then you never heard of her. And then she never, she just disappeared. I
1: don't know, I think she's done bits and pieces since.
0: She was that psycho bitch in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. She was the psycho bitch in So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah. Um, just weird,
1: weird fucking chick in Fisher King. and. But apparently she's a weird fucking chick. She, she looks kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what she's getting cast for, I guess. Yeah. Worked. Worked pretty well. No, she's still making movies. I have to buy new shoes in 2012. <laughs> Small Apartments, 2000, also 2012. Sophomore. Yeah. Small Apartments with uh, Dolph Lundgren. 1001 Ways to Enjoy the Missionary Position. What? Really? That's a movie, <laughs> apparently. The Making of Plus One. Samurai Avenger. The Blind Wolf. Oh! I'd almost forgotten about this. Um, shit. Did you see... There's a trailer. It looks like a really... like. What's those guys who make the Transmorphers movies? Oh yeah, I can't remember what they're what they're the, called. The asylum, I yeah, think it asylum. Is. That's yeah. right, asylum. So it looks like that kind of budget, but it's a trailer that came out for a movie that is called Battle of the Damned. I think it is.
0: Oh, Delugren. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this was a co-Singapore production. Was it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is like it looks kind of cool. It's zombies. Like someone put put it on Twitter and tweeted, "Why did no one release this before? You fight zombies with Terminators." Mm-hmm. Now it's not quite *Terminators*, but there are these robots in a, a plague zone, and Dolph Lundgren is doing cool stuff, and it looks cool in that very low-budget way. And also, he looks even younger here than he did in *The Expendables*. <laughs> I'll put the trailer up, but it is quite odd. What's it called again? *Battle of the Damned*. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I've, I think I have seen the trailer for this. Yeah, they're like white robots. Yeah, you look, yeah, white yeah, robot. yeah they look They look kind of cool, and it looks. There's a scene of him and a robot back to back shooting, and the camera panning around. You know the 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 Michael Bay Bad Boys 2 tracky wheelie shoddy thingy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I think this uh, I think this movie was a, a co-production with Singapore
0: I think some of it's even shot in Singapore oh. mm. I think I could be wrong okay
1: mm. that's all the news I got yeah so if you want to get in touch with us you can do so at podcast at McGavin Fries, or on Twitter yeah I'm at Gavia. I'm at McNastyPrime But let's move into our reviews. Let's kick it off
0: with This Is The End. Yes. This Is The End, starring everyone. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone is so hot in Hollywood right now. So hot. Um, Basically, this is about a bunch of Hollywood types who are having a party... Uh, at James Franco's house, it's James Franco's housewarming. Yeah,
1: and uh, uh, the friends are uh, Seth Jonah Rogan. Hill, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's picking up Jay Baruchel from the airport, and Jay Baruchel's Canadian and hates all this Hollywood bullshit. That's right. And they go to this party, and everyone is there: Craig Robinson, Danny
0: McBride, Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill, who's uh, incredibly insecure about his friendship with Seth Rogen. <laughs> Rihanna, uh, Jason Segel, Kevin Hart, um, Emma Watson, um, everyone, Michael in there. Sarah, Michael Sarah. Michael is having so much fun in this fucking... <laughs> Johnny Tatum. Oh, yeah. No, he's there, I think, at the beginning, isn't he?
1: The end. Yeah. The, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, but, but in a nutshell, this oh, is... Oh, David J- that's
1: <laughs> Don't forget him. Martin,
0: Martin Starr. Yeah. Uh, but... Basically, these guys are having a party, and then
1: the apocalypse the happens. The apocalypse happens. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that really movie. and it really is the biblical apocalypse. Yes, that's it is. the that's the funny thing about that was it. That night
0: I, I like that. Yeah. Because uh, because uh, at first when those beams came down, it, it you fought. think aliens. You think aliens. Yeah. So was, that was
1: actually a nice surprise. It actually turns out it is the apocalypse. But. Yeah. It's and they're a, they're woefully yeah. under skilled to handle this because they're just fucking actors, man. Yeah. And they're fucking it. And they're fucking assholes. And that, that to be that, to be fair to start with, they're not too badly off. They have some good supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. Right before, Dickhead James was it? Uh, McBride. What's Danny McBride Danny turns McBride. up and just like makes a really nice breakfast. <laughs> Danny McBride's great in this. He just plays a great asshole throughout. Yeah,
0: he is. He's good fun. No, I mean, I thought that everyone was fine in it. The only problem is that when they're all together, mm-hmm. you're kind of given a. You're, you really get a sense of just how fucking loud everyone is.
1: Yeah. You they know, play very big. Yeah. All and the time. Um,
0: they've always been like that. But mm. when you put them all in one room. I found it a little tiresome after a while. I was like, "Oh God!" I had to turn the volume down. But they are in a stressful situation. I mean, people are gonna sc- scream. No, I, each I get other. that. I get that. But you can tell that there's a lot of improv, mm. and they're all sort of like getting off on each other, <laughs> in that regard. Mm. And there were times when it just got a little tiresome. Mm. You know, e- I mean, the default conversation
1: between them is like, "What the fuck?"
0: It's and yeah, and and also it's like everything's just everything's just about ejaculating. Yes, and. That got a little tiresome yeah, after. Yeah, it's pretty it like, it's that pretty argument by the time the, by the time James Franco and Danny McBride have that argument it's like no like no coming on my stuff. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, if that was just a sketch on its own be it'd, funny. it'd be funny. But it's but uh, we've by, already but, had
1: several discussions about the magazine about, you know, yeah, raping but, Hermione. Yeah.
0: But by then it's like it's just I just got it's like when it was funny it is funny like yeah. like that whole conversation about gluten I thought was pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> um and and some of the some of the things that some of the exchanges that go on are pretty fucking funny like the video confessionals
1: are pretty funny yeah when um, Craig Robinson's talking about drinking his tea it's it's not bad it's not bad (laughs) he's drinking it out of a fucking martini glass who is it is it is it Franco's giving out about McBride and McBride walks in on him yeah 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 yeah. and it's just there's a really what I really liked about it was this weird thing that it kind of even though and everyone gets things- equal time, but it all revolves around Seth Rogen. Like James Franco has paintings on his wall for Seth Rogen. Jay Baruchel is trying to like get Seth to get you know he's, he doesn't like who Seth's becoming. Yeah. Yep. Jonah Hill really likes Seth but can't seem to get on with Jay and wants to try and get on with Jay in a really creepy way. Yeah, yeah. And Seth <laughs> Rogen's is just clueless in the middle of it. And James Franco is
0: just fucking nuts. nuts. <laughs> Daniel McBride's an asshole. Yeah. Craig Robinson's a nice
1: guy. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's like, fuck you guys,
0: I go out with this
1: guy. <laughs> it's, like, it's a lot of fuck yous in here. Like, the short straw. And then it's like, I'm yeah. not fucking
0: go first. No, I just like that when he, pick, when, when Seth picks it, and James Franco, no! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Take me! <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's
1: a lot of bro of bromance stuff in there like that.
0: But it's like, they, they really go for a, James Franco being gay in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: They really just—it's relentless. Have you seen the roast of James Franco?
1: No, no, not yet. It's,
0: it's even worse. Is it? Like, they're just like. I'm the- If he's not gay, it's
1: not funny. It's not. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say we won't spoil the ending, but like. The ending is the type of ending you would write high with your friends. Yeah, and then this happens, and we start doing this. Yeah, and you yeah. Gavin can see what I'm doing, and you know what I'm doing if you've seen the ending. Yeah, it's a crazy ending. It is, and it's just like I, I, I but I, I, love James.
0: I love, I love, I love how the movie ends for James Franco.
1: Yeah, that's pretty fucking that's funny. That's pretty
0: fucking funny.
1: Um, and I just like the way that that that, that, you, that <laughs> yeah. the way McBride turns up and he's got Channing Tatum on a leash. Spoilers, sorry. <laughs> that's
0: great. Yeah, I mean, when it's funny, it's funny. But like I said, it did get tiresome
1: in places because these. It guys... could have done with more of Michael Sarah being a douche.
0: Yeah, I, I think Michael Sarah shouldn't have died so fast. Yeah. You know, they could have, because that energy would have been very interesting.
1: Yeah. In, in that, in because the... he was even more of a douchebag than Danny McBride. Yeah. What was it? Somebody said. to Was it? Was it? As is Ansari, someone says, "I can't help you. You're already in the hole." <laughs> he's like, "I'm still
0: alive." It's like, "Fuck you, Kevin." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Robertson said that uh, as his ends up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Kevin Hart kicked kicked us inside. <laughs> yeah, the He's like grabs his foot. Or no, the one bit that did crack me up was that conversation in the party where Jason Siegel was talking to Kevin Hart. Yeah. About his role in How I Met Your Mother and how stupid it is, and Kevin Hart is just laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way Kevin Hart's laughing is so fake. Ah. Uh, I just it's like oh what 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 do you mean cake? Hmm. Maybe maybe because I ate it all. And Kevin and Kevin Hart just like. <laughs> That's why you number one. Yeah. <laughs> that cracked me up
1: but yeah uh, it's definitely worth watching, but do not watch this movie with your mother no or your father no or any young and family I liked, members I liked the demons in this
0: yeah the demons were cool some of the effects are pretty cool yeah yeah so yeah good. there are
1: demons good that's comedy them, that, good that, comedy that, uh, it, it,
0: it could have you know it's the kind of movie that could have been very very self-indulgent yeah and uh, and it is a bit it is in places yeah. but it's never to the point where it put, what makes you want to turn it off
1: no didn't do that I and won't. i want
0: to and i i want to see a sequel to pineapple express
1: Yeah. So they talk about that in the middle they shoot one in the middle of it they shoot their own one with yeah camcorder i was watching
0: the um the <coughs> i was i watched it and i listened to the commentary seth Rogen's commentary and uh that bit where the gundam gundam style comes on yeah and uh he's like all right look let's talk a little i want to talk about gundam style now originally we wanted gundam style and then we got to a point where you know what fuck gundam style but then we tried it with a whole bunch of things and a whole bunch of different audiences it didn't a, work a bunch of different audiences and you know what people fucking love Gundam style, <laughs> <Gangnam> style. <laughs> Gundam, style. Gundam style
1: Gundam style Gundam style Gundam style Gundam style robot style Gundam Gang. gang. Gangnam. Gangnam. Gangnam Gangnam just reminds me of my bucks your what? my box your box
0: my bachelors oh your box that was all over Thailand that fucking yeah style.
1: it's frozen a moment in time let it stay there Person dead!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Forgotten about that.
1: <laughs> you, suck. you suck! You suck! Person dead! <laughs> in Joke City. Uh, Moving on. The, the big uh, big release this week, uh, coming out here in Asia first for some reason, with sneak peeks this weekend, I believe it is, is Escape Plan. This is the uh, The long away Well, you know, I mean, if you don't count the expendables. Yeah.
0: This is the team up that you wish you could have had in the 80s.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so this is, I mean, what's the name of the character that Sylvester Sloan plays in The Expendables?
0: Uh, Barney Ross.
1: Yeah, like, he's got this weird thing these days of weird, like, Barney Ross, and in this one he plays Ray Breslin. They just all sound like accountants. <laughs> or auditors or estate agents or something. That's Roy, true. Breslin, Roy Breslin, Roy attorney at law.
0: That's true, I mean, it's not like Marion Cobretti, Yeah. you know? <laughs> From Cobra. What was he in The Demolition Man? Uh, John... Spartan. Spartan. That John yeah, that's Spartan. a
1: fucking. That, that is a Stallone name. That's John Stallone. Spartan. Rocky that's right. Balboa. That's
0: right. Yeah. John, John Spartan.
1: Yeah, or, you know, for Schwarzenegger, John Matrix. You know, that kind of shit works. What's right. John Matrix, wasn't it? That's right. Or, that's I don't right. know, Rambo. Just Ray Breslin is just what? It's like, well, even in the movie,
0: even that piece of shit movie Driven, his name was Joe Tonto. Joe Tonto. <laughs> and the horse he rode in on. <laughs> in Assassins, his name was Robert Rath. The Wrath of Rob. Uh, in Daylight, he was Kit Latoura. Kit Latoura? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> in Cliffhanger, his name was Gabe Walker.
1: Yeah, I remember that, Gabe
0: Walker. Hey, Gabe. And in, fast. And uh, he was, uh, in The Specialist, his name was Ray Quick.
1: Yeah, that's where it started, I think. Yeah, yeah, Because he are getting into the Rays. So in this, he's Ray Breslin. But the
0: best name he's ever had is Lieutenant Raymond Tango. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But oh. in Over the Top, his name was Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Named man. that to my favorite car, my favorite bird. <laughs> you sounded like Stallone and Arnold just fucked. Because <laughs> yeah, <I think>,
1: uh, <laughs> it's greedy and lazy. <laughs> it's greedy and lazy.
0: <laughs> you saw, I, yeah, I heard that too. You like, heard that on the... On the Kevin Smith thing? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's greedy Ralph, and lazy. Ralph Garman's been doing that as a regular bit now. He just does little things of Stallone, Stallone reading children's books and then finishing with greedy and lazy, <laughs> greedy and lazy. But yeah, escape plan, which originally was called the tomb. Yeah, which I actually I prefer that title. Yeah, escape plan's a bit. It reminds me of Very no generic. escape. It, it makes me of no escape from the penal Connolly No escape. What what other fucking names they gave that movie? with Ray Liotta. Uh Escape from Absalom. Uh, escape from Absalom. <laughs> it was like how many fucking movies is this? I just didn't like it because it sounds generic. Yeah, it is escape plan. I, I guess uh, what was the one with what was the TV show? What that they were trying, trying to break prison out of prison. Break. Prison break. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one with trying to break out of prison? You know the one with the green card. What's it called? The one, <laughs> the one where Jared Leto <laughs> trying to get a. What's the one with the bus that has to go speeding at a certain speed for not to die because I have to go to speed in. <laughs> Do remember that? But anyway, this escape plan.
0: What's that movie about? What's What's that movie where they're running away from the Terminator?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> run, Forrest, run. <coughs> <coughs> So uh, Sylvester so Stallone's job is he's hired by the federal correctional institute things to find um, he's the he's the guy who goes to jail to break out yeah so he finds can tell, weaknesses so in the system so he can tell so people can,
0: what's wrong with their security systems
1: yeah and it starts with just him in prison and finding a way out and then you're trying to figure out and it is a little bit like. It starts a little bit like now you see me with, with you know it's a trick that you can see how he does it, right? And it actually makes because there is at one point like how yeah okay we, so he had some wet cotton buds or some wet toilet paper and then he's outside so, oh okay they play it back later so he works with uh, Vincent De Onfrio which is always a bad sign mm-hmm. <laughs> never trust that fucker never <laughs> never never trust egger <laughs> it's like Eggersuit yep. um, he works at, uh, uh, Amy Ryan and um, 50 Cent mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're his uh, outside team because you need three things for a good escape plan mm-hmm. you need to know the location of the prison mm-hmm. you need to have an outside team mm-hmm. and you need to know the routine and he wrote the book on this shit he literally wrote the book on it there's a book in the film called right. so there's a new big deal that comes up for like it's basically uh, the CIA What a place they, they have a place for rendition or for the for people they need to lock, tro- lock up and throw the key mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fucking money it's like five million, so... Oh, yeah, so Amy Ryan and him. Amy Ryan and 57 Cent like, mm, we don't know where this is. We don't have the usual protocols in place, so there's no backups.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And when he's given the name of the warden and a release code to get him out. Right. And he goes to New Orleans, and he's captured, you know, extraction team take him away, and he wakes up in this uh, prison mm-hmm. where it's all glass cells. Mm-hmm. It's literally the panopticon, you know, that can be seen at all times. Right, right. Their yard work is just another room with UV lights, uh-huh. so you don't even see outside. So you can't figure out where he is. Right. He can't figure out the routine because all the guards are in masks. Right. And he hasn't got anyone on uh, the Was it routine and location, routine? I said something a minute ago, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Play this back. Anyway, he can't do his normal things. This prison has been specifically designed to stop that. Right, and it also turns out that things might be a little dodgy with how he got in there. Yeah, so that,
0: that much is all in the trailer.
1: That much is all in the trailer, and then when he gets there, he meets Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, at first, it may Arnold seem Arnold, Arnold, Arnold just to go. Stu- Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is like uh,
0: in in comparisons to C- C- Stallone. It always sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to sound as normal as possible, like all of his characters' names. Yeah, well, he's Rottmeier in this. He's like Julius Benedict. Yeah. Ben Richards. He always sounds like such a regular person. Alex Hess. Hess. (laughs) Adam Gibson. In Collateral Damage, his name was Gordy Brewer. (laughs) Gordy. Gordy Brewer. You don't get more more sort of like...
1: Yeah, but once he, once Stallone gets there, it's, it soon turns out that something's gone wrong. The yeah. warden's not the warden he was expecting. His code doesn't work. The warden is Jim Caviezel. Jesus. Playing a very... I mean, I've been watching some person of interest and he's badass in that. Mm-hmm. In this, he's constantly, like, picking dust off his clothes and talking in a very... Welcome, Ray. It's very kind of light. And, you know, he's making butterfly shit. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. making, like... But, but Jim Caviezel's always been, like, a, a weird, weird motherfucker. A weird fucking yeah. actor. You, yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. you never
0: quite know how he's going to... But Play to see him but playing the, same, but see him the playing. funny thing is, is like you never know how quite how he's gonna do it. Yeah. But then when he does it, you're like, Oh, of course he's doing yeah. it like that. And then
1: to see him do that and stare down Vinnie Jones mm-hmm. as one of the Vinny Jones is one of, is a dumbass prison guard. And he's like I'm going to have this to. This movie talk sounds you. amazing. It's fucking it's pretty good. <laughs> and then Sam Neill turns up. Oh shit! Yeah. So I forgot, that's right, Sam Neill... He's like- gotta get out, Arnold Schwarzenegger's there, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is having the time of his life. It's like The Last Stand in a way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, a little bit more amped up because there is a reason why he's so pally with Stallone. Stallone is like fucking out of his depth. He's like freaking out and shit. Yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. there's a lot of him looking snarling, going huh? <laughs> <laughs> like his eyes popping out. He's doing. I, I wish you could have seen Ian's face. He's doing when the sh- did that. he's doing the Schwarzenegger <laughs> Mars eyeball pop in the jail the whole time. And um, there's a lot of scenes <laughs> of them going into the hot box because the 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 they need to get into isolation because you got to figure out your stuff. And there's a hilarious scene. They pick a fight with each other ever so often it's like, well, you know, you need a favor, you is, talk is to me. Is this the
0: vegetarian line?
1: Mm, at one point, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, there's a couple of times they have to get put in the hot box. Right, right. And it's like, you, you know, if you need a favor, it's like, we need to get into isolation. No, you don't. It's like, yes, I do. Okay, here's your favor. And then they're punching like vegetarians and like that. But it needs distraction, and Schwarzenegger just starts howling in German. <laughs> And he's just like, it's crying to God, and you are the demon, and oh, he's coming for our souls, and he's all sweaty, and he's like, <laughs> I can't it's just, it's fucking hilarious. Did people lose their shit? Yeah, there was actually, I was at a critic screening, and there was a girl in the front who, at the end of the movie, was like, during the, the climax of the movie, was clapping! <laughs> she was so excited. Um... The guy is also uh, Farin Tahir, you know, the guy from Iron Man 1. Yeah, yeah in Warehouse yeah, yeah, 13 yeah. and stuff like that. Where are my missiles? Where are my missiles? Missile yeah. Attack? He, um... <laughs> where are my missiles? He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He turns up, and it was interesting it wasn't cut, because he's a Muslim in it, and there's a lot of kind of the Aryan Brotherhood and all shit going on. Um, Schwarzenegger's in there because they want him to give up somebody who's like an international banking ego. Like, like a good guy terrorist or whatever right. that. Um and there's a lot of hassle with these Muslim guys but it actually his, 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 his Islam becomes a point of the movie mm-hmm. they actually use it as a plot point mm-hmm. to get something to happen and I was quite interested I didn't cut that here I was quite interesting to see how that worked because it was kind of dumb on the warden's half but it did need to happen um, there's some nice twists as it goes along some of which if you've seen any Prison Break movie you'll kind of see coming but there's one you won't see coming so Sam Neill turns up with the doctor he's got to figure the two of them got to work together to figure a way out and there's some gold along the way Mm -hmm. I'll just say there's a selfie moment that's fantastic that had the whole place rolling in the aisles Um, I said, Stallone plays it more or less straight most of the time Mm -hmm. but Schwarzenegger is he's about remember I said when we talked about The Last Stand The Last Stand he was acting whereas Mm in The Expendables they were just doing old jokes Mm -hmm. like he does say have a nice day at one point in English Mm -hmm. as opposed to in Spanish but that's the only real callback to anything like that He's actually playing a character, and he's he and and I and I think he looks good in
0: this. I mean, like the I like the, the gray uh, I like the I like that. the look. Yeah.
1: yeah, and the way he plays everything may seem a little off at first, but it all makes perfect sense when you're finished with it. So I would recommend seeing it. It is like The Last Stand. You're with The Last Stand. It's like it's not. They're not aiming for the blockbusters of the '80s anymore. It's right. a little bit lower than that. Right. But it, it's because they're older. But it's also not as showy. But it works with that. I see, I see. It's a good. It's almost like a B movie, a B movie crime movie, but, but a good one.
0: But uh, they. So like, but is is Arnold? He's he's like a supporting character though, right? Um, it's, it's more Stallone's movie. It's right? more Stallone's movie, but they are very much two Wh- halves. Once they once they meet, yeah, it's pretty much a double, yeah, double header, right? Okay,
1: and then you know, and then Jim Caviezel as well and stuff. I'm going to see if I can it check it out tomorrow. Yeah, definitely can. If you can, go see it. Uh, I have got some capsules. Did, did, did mm. is there much to censor? Uh, I don't think so. There might be one or two. Cur- no, there's a lot of fucking cursing in this fucking movie that wasn't fucking cut.
0: All right. Okay. Cool. <laughs>
1: You need to get that in t shirt t-shirt don't censor my fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll well, just do quick, two quick reviews so uh, first of all I saw The Sapphires mm-hmm. this is an Australian movie it's basically the Australian Supremes um, all I knew about this was I heard it was good it's about a group of girls um, where the fuck was this the, the Kumara Kumara Gunja girls. The Kumaragunja? Gunja is where they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, the way the Chris O'Dowd says it is you're black and you're singing country and western. you got to have soul. Mm-hmm. So it starts off like the Aboriginal commitments. Right. And then takes a hard left turn when instead of like going for the battle of the bands or for a prize at something or being on TV, the goal that gets them to get together as a band and to get them on the road is playing USO shows in Vietnam
0: hmm
1: yes yes you mentioned this to me because that yeah.
0: like uh, they, that's not the impression that you get when you hear about the when, when you hear
1: about the trailer and everything it's like you know one aboriginal group struggle against racism you know and it's set in 1968 against racism and the intolerance in Australia like I can see that happening mm-hmm. and then they go to Vietnam and it's like whoa this is not what I thought it was at all and now it's awesome <laughs> uh, it's really really good I mean it's based on a true-ish story there's a lot of changes made the Chris O'Dowd right. character doesn't exist at all right but it's really heartfelt. The songs are really good. I mean, there is a awful lot of overlap with the commitments. Don't do it as a double header. You'll just get tired of the songs. Right. Um, but it's it goes places you wouldn't expect it to go. A, a lot of those are it's, it's, it's knowing it's based on you know. Don't expect that these people died or anything like that because that kind of stuff happened. But it keeps on your toes mm-hmm. and the four girls they're all very clearly delineated as mouth on legs As the one who's kind of she's a pale skinned mm-hmm. girl so there's a whole thing of like having she was like taken from her family and brought to the city and the rest of the girls are resentment there like there's issues between them all and they all get a very even hand at dealing with it right right and you know Chris O'Dowd gets to play charming asshole like you, when you meet him he's waking up in the boot of his trunk of his car with a bottle of jack beside him <laughs> and he's the MC for the day with the shades on and the the, the organ and like alright and here are the girls from kumara John Bada he's basically playing you know any the, char- the the characters he's been playing yeah but it's very very good so I would highly recommend you watch that it's a good date movie I've heard very good things about it uh, the other movie we saw from A Blast from the Past was my girlfriend the Jambi Dodger wanted to watch The NeverEnding Story we did that that was great and then after that she said there's this movie with an apartment building taken over by trees. <laughs> and I was like... That's the pitch of a lifetime right there. Yeah, so I googled girl... And, oh, and the other thing was, the girl's a look like the girl from Poltergeist. And I was like, mm. okay. So we found out that movie's Troll. She confirm that, and we watched Troll. I haven't seen that. Troll is a story of the family of Harry Potter Sr. and Harry Potter Jr. and the daughter, Wendy Ann, and the wife, who move into a house that a troll is coming to try and take over. The character's name is Harry Potter. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it's Harry Potter Senior and Junior, and this movie is all, all over the fucking place. I mean, the 80s were crazy, but like you see this troll from the off, and he has a kind of a cute smile, mm-hmm. but everything else about him is fucking horrible. The moment you see this thing, you're like, burn it with fire. This is not like, uh, it's just, uh, you looking at a photo, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, it's all right. I keep going. It's uh, just really fucking weird. So, like, straight off the bat, the daughter goes missing and is replaced by the troll. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I have seen this. You have seen this, oh, yeah, yeah. But I barely fucking re- I
0: don't yeah. even remember it.
1: I remember the troll. Yeah, <laughs> It's a fucking creepy-looking little thing. And this movie finds... It, it, it doesn't ride a fine line between horror and kids movie. Mm-hmm. It's all over the fucking place. Julia Louise Dreyfus is in this movie. Yes! She gets a kid off. She gets... T- because the thing is the troll is trying to replace turning an apartment building into a fantasy land so he like pricks everyone with this ring and they turn into a weird looking peapod half peapod half shit pile looking thing (laughs) like the first one to go is Sonny Bono Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Sonny Bono turns into a weird shit monster and then he hatches into like six little (laughs) trolls who are weird
0: I don't even remember this
1: yeah I know it's one of these things where you should watch it because it'll freak you the fuck out uh, Phil Fondacaro's in this, who's also in Willow, and I think he's also in um, what do you call it? Uh, Time Bandits. Right, right. Because he plays the troll. He's under all the late oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and he yeah, also no, no. plays. Is, yeah, he is in Willow. Yeah, no, no, this this fucker. He's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, he- and one of the one of the key points for this movie, like when the troll is pretending to be the little girl it's completely different to what it's doing when it's a troll you know what I mean it's talking to people it's interacting with them it's being weird beating the shit out of her brother Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, when when she's talking to Phil Fondacaro he gives this heartfelt speech that seriously I was tearing up watching it because it's talking about he's ill It's because of his illness that has him in a, you know, his his short, his shortness, Mm -hmm. his stature is part of the problem. Mm -hmm, And he's mm -hmm. talking about growing up as a child and when his parents told him he would never get any taller. And he's a lump in his throat. I have a fucking lump in my throat. And then in the next scene, he gets turned into a little magic elf. (laughs) It is one of the weirdest movies I have ever seen. Um, There's 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 a witch living upstairs who has a mushroom who shares this, who is her master for magic. No idea how he got turned into a mushroom. Mm -hmm. Never fucking explained. She never really explains why the troll is coming either. She just kind of says, oh, that's not important now. Here, take this giant staff and go down and freak your parents out. (laughs) At one point, the dad starts um, dancing to uh, schools out for the summer. Because there's a a plot, not really a plot point, but just background. The dad, they move into the house. The dad has a lot of vinyl collections. Right. And what he does with the vinyl is he puts it on and dances around the living room. Okay, I gotta see this movie. It's so weird! (laughs) It's like, I
0: know I've seen it, because I remember this fucking troll. Yeah. But I have no memory of... It's like, you know, I mean... But... but, But I always get, like, you know, Troll, Leprechaun, and Critters. Yeah. After a while, just feels like one huge... I'm amazed
1: you remember Critters. Guess. I must have seen that movie six times. <laughs> for Remember, for some reason... No, oh, not Critters. I'm thinking of the other one, Munchies. Have you seen Munchies? Yeah, I've seen Munchies. With the French Munchie? <laughs> there's just for one reason. It's like, there's a there's like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a dark one, there's a light one, there's an evil one, there's an, a good one. There's a French one for no fucking reason. The
0: 80s had a lot of these amazing, sort of, like, fucked up horror
1: movies that had real fucked up... Monsters, yeah, you know creatures, and like, the creatures in in this that like, he he doesn't just, he makes loads of little kind of fantasy troll creatures, most of whom look like shit. They look like remember those bog goblins or boglins, were they called? The little toy things with your fingers in. Uh, uh do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. Some them look them. really shit, but then they make one that looks like an actor, and it's like, oh god, mm. oh dude, this uh, this makes me just everything needs to be this house needs to be destroyed. Like the just and they don't end when it ends. You don't know what happened to the people. Did Sonny Bono come back from being a series of monsters? I don't know. It's like... You know, remember, remember that movie Extro? Yeah. Do you ever watch Extro? No, not at all of it. That was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs>
0: That's
1: the alien and Seminoid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says it all right there in the subtitle. But only halfway through re- watching this did we realize that Harry Potter Jr. is actually played by Noah Hathaway, who actually played a Atreyu in The NeverEnding Story. So we accidentally had a Noah Hathaway night. And the movie ends with them driving away from the house... And I was thinking it's probably then they get into a car crash and Harry Potter's junior has to go live with his evil uncle and aunt in, in England and mm. get enrolled in. Because there's a witch in this and he learns a bit. Of, he doesn't learn any that much magic, but it's just, it's so odd. You yeah. should see it just for. It's bizarre. Like there's certain things like in order to introduce everyone in the building, one of the kids sets a fire alarm off and it's a false alarm, but it managed. That was incredibly clever you get everyone in the building coming down the stairs and saying, oh, it's a fire. It's like, oh, no, it's a false alarm. Hi, I'm Jim. I just moved in downstairs. Like, oh, hey, how are you doing? That's pretty clever, right? Yeah. But then other parts of it, they just don't explain anything at all. And the troll, the troll is like, he's so happy half the time, and it's just horrifying. <laughs> are you just looking up all sorts of shit to do with troll? No, I'm looking up uh, the mom. was in
0: uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Oh, I'm gonna have to check this out. It's been a while. Yeah. It's always funny when you go back and look at these and you see who was in it. Fucking Julie Louise Dreyfus.
1: Well, there's some. Fucking Jennifer Aniston and fucking. Um, there's some. Leprechaun. What was there's there some bit in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, Julie Louise Dreyfus gets turned into like a, 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 a woodland nymph. So oh, it's shit. just her naked wearing a load of leaves. <laughs> so she's the one that gets to stay normal. Everyone else gets turned to weird creatures. But there's like three of her giggling in the bushes. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then there's some other bits in it where we're like this is pretty heavy if it's even trying to be a kids movie like this it's just some terrifying shit in there listen to this this
0: is this is uh, April 8th 2013 on Monday's uh, Tonight Show Veep star Julia Louise dreyfus stopped by for a chat and host Jay Leno decided it's finally time to whip out a clip of her very first movie titled Troll oh fuck which she made in the 1980s with husband Brad Hall oh yeah yeah it was both of their film debuts when, when Louise Dreyfus figures out what Jay is up to and what clip he's about to show, she calls him an asshole. <laughs> and he laughs, I've only got a little while left, I don't care anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should think of that clip because I'd like to see her reaction of it. Because she is just like giggling and wrapped in leaves. Yeah. Which is weird. It's very weird. To troll. So. Highly recommend. I, don't, I mean, if you lived through the 80s, I recommend seeing it. If you didn't, you'll just think that we're all weird. Mm -hmm. but it is it it belongs up there with uh, Critters and all those other ones I think it's worth a watch just for I mean especially for you somebody who's enjoyed films I completely forgot about this movie Yeah. No, I want to check it out definitely check it out Troll Troll (laughs) this ugly fucking thing (laughs) and we'll move on to our Keystone review of the week
0: Gravity Gravity the uh, new film from Alfonso Cuaron just to get
1: you in the mood I'll put this picture up on the side but did you see this? Uh, no, I don't. That's a cool picture. <laughs> that is a cool picture. Uh, uh, this is about
0: a space mission that involves a medical engineer and, a, and an astronaut who's um,
1: replacing shit on the Hubble.
0: Yep, and it's it's George Clooney's last mission.
1: Yeah, and he's got a bad feeling about this mission, although he says it all the time. Yeah, in between telling stories about New Orleans and. Yeah.
0: Um, I, <clears throat> I don't really know exactly what to say about this movie except that you have to see it. The
1: second trailer yeah, <laughs> the, the second trailer for the movie was called it's it's also on YouTube it's labeled Detached. This is the one I think I put this on Facebook I put out a few I
0: only saw the first trailer.
1: And the first trailer makes it look like a normal movie. Yeah. There's a lot of cuts. Yeah. The second trailer if you want to have an idea of what this movie is about the second trailer is called Detached. It's basically just five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of the movie where there's a uh, the Russians blow up a satellite and it, it, causes, a ca- it causes a cascade event in low Earth there. but there's, enough, there's enough bullshit up in space that if, if you do blow up a satellite, it shatters into a thousand million little pieces. They hit other bits, they shatter into a thousand million other pieces. This cloud of debris is traveling at something like one hundred twenty-seven meters or miles per second. Yeah. So they're like bullets. Mm-hmm. They impact the shuttle, shit goes down. Sandra Bullock goes off structure. George Clooney goes after her, the calmest motherfucker in the world. Yep. And the rest of it is a fight for survival. Yep. But giving it beyond beyond that, I mean, you can't really say too much about the plot. It's no. And I, 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 I will. If I ever see the offices of Variety, I will burn them to the fucking ground for spoiling the second half of the movie for me. Who did that? Variety. When they did the when they did the review. From oh right, one of the, right, right. When they did the review from one of the film festivals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the first sentence, fucking spoiler. Right. Okay.
0: Well, you can tell me what it was after. Yeah. Um. More. Mo- <laughs>
1: The it's, doesn't very do it it's
0: very difficult to talk about this movie because the movie is such an emotional
1: experience. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the
0: things that do with the plot is very simple. It's a very simple story. Yeah, uh, but just the experience is so, you know, it's such an exhausting movie to watch, especially in IMAX. And I think the only, and I think you have to watch it in IMAX. Yeah, the 3D uh, not
1: so much, but the IMAX yes. Um, the thing is that what what that synopsis I gave you and this that's the first trailer you saw. They don't get across the fact that he's used incredibly long takes throughout.
0: Uh, but I kind—I of, knew that they were doing that anyway because that was uh, yeah, yeah, that know, was but... that was mentioned in a even before, like when he was having when trouble, he first talked about it when, when we first, first talked, talked about, about it, yeah. it when he was having trouble finding financing. This was when Robert Downey Jr. was still going to do it. Yeah, because originally it was Robert Downey Jr. and Angelina Jolie. Wasn't That's it? it yeah, yeah, that was the uh, was originally. But supposed these to be incredibly
1: that. long takes put you in that situ- you put you're right there in space with yeah. the astronauts. There are no cuts back to Houston showing them figuring out how to save them. There's yeah. no one at Houston on the radio. Yeah, but you are isolated is, alone in space with Sandra Bullock and George. But England.
0: again it makes a different, it's a huge difference also in IMAX. I think if you had yeah. seen it in the standard movie cinema, I mean, if you'd, stand, if you'd seen it in the standard cinema, yeah. yes, you would have noticed the long takes and you would have been very impressed, but the, the immersive experience wouldn't be there the way it is in IMAX. Mm. It's, this is the first movie I've ever seen where I'm saying you have to see this in IMAX. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even bother like, uh, if I want to see it... If if it, if it if it stops playing in IMAX and I want to see it again, I'm not sure I want to see it again. Hmm. Because, well, I think because I, I f- did think it made that much of a difference with this particular film. Yeah. And it was meant to be seen that way.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, it, it, one of the things you have to know... How they made this movie is genius, but it took them four years to figure it out. But essentially, it's kind of a lot of animated, and they inserted their faces into tell. it. But you cannot you tell. You cannot it's tell. It's absolutely genius. Because of that, they can do things that no one in their right mind would do with a real camera. The, you have... A, uh, one of the early shots is uh, like, what was it? Bullock spinning off. Yeah. And the camera is relational to Earth. You can see Earth. You can see her spinning. Yeah. Then we catch up with her. We match her rotation. Yep. And um, then you you're seeing the then, Earth spinning then, around. Then you're inside her. Then her the camera yeah. comes inside her helmet through her point of view out yeah. the other side and pulls back again. Yeah. And it's it terrifying. really puts it's terrifying. It's the and the terrifying. music we talked about the music from Rush. The music in this is kind of like synth- synthesizer warps and kind of. I think Warbles? I, I told you this, this music should be played at more weddings. <laughs> Wham, <Wah-wah. laughs> It's these kinda of, and, and the thing is they're like you don't even notice it until it gets to the point where shit's gone crazy and you realise that your nails are digging into the seat. Yeah. Like I nearly broke. The, I nearly chewed through three pens while right sitting through this movie. It's like oh, I was down to the knuckles on my fingernails. Like I nearly threw up in the first five minutes. <laughs> really? No, I because, because
0: I was I was pretty baked. <laughs> I was pretty baked, and I and I just ate a bun, oh, <laughs> and, no. and the bun was sort of stuck in my throat. Because uh, I, I had cotton but she's, mouth. She's kind of I, nauseous as well. I had cotton mouth, right? And I'd, I had this bun stuck in my throat. And the first five minutes, before you would adjust, yeah, I was just like, mm, I <laughs> think I'm gonna throw
1: up. And it doesn't help that Sandra Bullock is on screen, feeling nauseous as well. She's like, "No, I'm fine." Mm. Oh, space! No, but you, but you really feel it in those yeah. first five, those first five minutes,
0: where it's like, like the. And George Clooney's riding around like a boss. He's like, oh, "This is easy. This ain't no thang."
1: George Clooney is very, very, very charming in this. He's, he is like, this is now like you know, in the dictionary it says charming. Siege George Clooney brackets gravity because <laughs> he's always charming. But in this, yeah. Yeah, and I mean they and that, are... and that
0: line about uh, where he's t- telling her about how devastatingly handsome he is. Yes. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> it was very cute. But Sandra Bullock is amazing in this. Yeah, I mean, I have been. I've said before, I, 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 she... I,
1: I haven't liked anything she did really since Speed or by the Demolition Man, but I haven't watched. What was the one she got the Oscar for? The The, the Blind, Blind Side. Yeah. I still haven't watched that yet. But I was kind of fed up with her.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I like Sandra Bullock. I just don't like a lot of the.
1: Movie, Film shoots, yeah, she yeah. Does. But I was conflating the two together. I don't know personally, but. Uh... <laughs> but uh, this she carries the whole movie she does she at does. times it's only her voice at times it's only her face yeah no she's really good in this I hope that
0: uh, I hope she gets a nomination some kind of uh, some kind of recognition I mean, I mean she is getting very good reviews but
1: I hope that there's yeah I mean she like I said the, she carries the movie and the, I'll put up a couple of links to how they made it go look at these if you've seen it have you heard about the LED box no they had a box that was all LEDs and they put up like what she would be seeing mm-hmm. on those screens mm-hmm. so the lighting's perfect Right. Like if she's over Earth, you got Earth. If she's passing through something, right? They would put that around her so she can see what she's working at and not completely in the dark. Um, and that gave her literally not in the dark the light is on Earth correctly and stuff like that. Um, did you? There's also did you notice there's a theme of rebirth and kind of de-evolution going through this? It's something we'll talk about later. I'll put up another article to it. That once someone tells you about it, it's so obvious, it's insane. Right. Because it starts so in constant, in technology, and ends so not. Oh yes, yes. And there's a yeah, lot yeah. more other things through it throughout. I didn't notice it all, but once you see a few of them, you're yeah, like, yeah, oh, no, no, there's no, more and no, more and more and more The, the more, way it more. starts
0: and the way it ends. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And some scenes in the middle, and there's something about the patches on the suits and things yeah, like that. There's
0: all these little twists. And, and the hints. way it ends, it's almost, it's almost like going back to the beginning. Almost. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and yeah.
1: even at that point, no one turns up. Although it, 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 it was a nice touch. Ed Harris is on the radio at the beginning. Did you notice yes. that? And and the end. Was he there at the end? Oh, when, he, when she when, when, she, when she, yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. she when she does that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, very, it's very hard to talk about how good she is that somebody sent me a thing where Although although the thing, you know, it's
0: like I, I did feel like like that scene where she's getting her getting her when she's taking her suit off. Yeah. Is it just me or is that Barbarella? Is that me? Is it just me or is that image of her ghost in the show? Well, More Barbarella. Or also go- also goes in the shell which one that one where she takes her takes her um like the movie or the, first, the TV the first time she, you know when she takes off her spacesuit when she's just sort of like floating yeah that 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 shot it just it just reminded me of goes
1: in the shell What, well when, when, when the major jumps of the building or something or what
0: yeah no but also it's uh I just, it, it, I just go completely shallow because I've been like very tense this whole time and then once she starts getting her spa- her spacesuit off I'm like yep yep keep going yeah <laughs>
1: You're thinking Barbarella at that point. Yeah. yeah. Sandra, Bullock,
0: Sandra Bullock has a very nice ass.
1: Yes. But uh, somebody sent me, I'll put it on the side Especially as well. Especially
0: in Zero Gravity.
1: Hmm. Somebody sent me, <laughs> I'll, I'll put this up on the side as well. Well, in Zero G, all that shit is like. Per- <laughs> there, ain't no, there ain't no gravity holding, them sh- holding that shit down. <laughs> There's a link I'll put up on the side. Um, essentially, gravity versus speed. Mm-hmm. and how you know every haircut she looks impossible every new haircut makes her look cuter and it shows both movies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or it has I've never driven one of these before <laughs> in both movies or like you know able to achieve the physically impossible and it has in, in speed it has the bus mm-hmm. and in um, gravity it has her just kind of when she's doing that Yeah. so it's pretty funny but um, yeah it's her best yeah. movies in speed it's it's the, the, you, you will come out do not go see this movie if you have a weak heart no and don't or or, don't, or don't. if you're just about to go into space,
0: <laughs> or if you've just eaten, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, it is a very very good film. I mean, the, some of the writing, some of the dialogue is a little clunky in places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, that's a those that's a small little thing. Mm. Small small
1: little. Thing. I never. I mean, so I've heard people complain about that, but this really is a little. It's like they're astronauts, they're flyboys, mm. you know. Yeah, but it's definitely worth seeing in IMAX yeah so, yeah that's it we will finish off as we always do with the US and box, even Malaysian box office top tens starting in Malaysia number 10 Two Guns still haven't seen this number 9 Ghost Ghost Ghosts number 8 Young Detective D Rise of the Sea Dragon did you see the first Detective D movie nope it was Jan- Donnie Yen wasn't it the mm-hmm.
0: first one was it I think so
1: Number seven, Benchinta. Number six, Run a Runner, reviewed on last week's show. Number five, Raja Rani. Number four, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Two, also reviewed on last week's show. Three, Inferno. Two, Gravity. One, Kale Gangster 2. Gonna go see that? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> number ten, in the US, enough said. Uh, number nine, Pulling Strings. Number eight, Insidious Chapter 2.
0: Number seven, Baggage have you, have Claim. Have you seen Insidious? Yes. yes. The first one? Yes. Any it's, good? It's good. Okay. I reviewed it on this show. No. Oh. <laughs> Six. Don John. Look forward to that. Number five. Rush. Four. Prisoners. Three. Runner Runner. Two. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. And at number one we have Gravity again. So. Oh, thank God Kill Gangster didn't open in the States. Something yeah. It's fucking.
1: <laughs> Gravity's business. Would have been a bloodbath.
0: Holy shit. Thank you. So thanks
1: a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: Bye.